Hey there, folks. Welcome back for the Week 10 Tradecast. We have just a few episodes remaining for this season as trade deadlines near, so let's make sure and make these count. This podcast is brought to you by our pro subscribers at rosterwatch.com. And if you like what you hear here today, please give us a follow on Twitter at rosterwatch. Please go to iTunes and give us a kick ass five star review. Thank you to all the members of Rosterwatch Nation who have been avidly helping, engaging their neighbors and their friends inside the comments section of the front page of rosterwatch.com where we get in there and we help each other with all of our fantasy football questions every single week of the season. As you guys see, um, there have been a few very gracious members of Roster Watch Nation who have stepped up to the plate to become captains, moderators for our community. And they've been assigned a special Roster Watch icon, a special Roster Watch avatar. It's got the crown on it because they are kings of the comments section right now. So thank you guys so much. If there are any of the rest of you would like to become moderators for us at rosterwatch.com, we'd certainly appreciate your help. Uh, just email me, rosterwatch at gmail.com. We'll see what we can do. Um, thank you so much. All right, guys, here we go. Look, one-for-ones are good to balance your roster. Getting a lot of questions on Twitter today about one-for-one player trades, a lot of them that make sense. You know, a good running back for a good wide receiver, vice versa, in order to balance your roster, in order to put a better starting lineup together. These are good deals. We like the way you're thinking. One-for-ones are good. One-for-ones are good to balance your roster, but Roster Watch Nation, two-for-ones are better. Two-for-ones are better. That's what we need to do down the stretch here. We are consolidating. We are front-loading. We are top-loading the player equity into the starters on our rosters. That's where all of our value needs to be. Right now, we only need a couple of good players on our bench. So one thing I feel like a lot of you guys are overlooking when you're sending these trade offers that you're mulling and you're asking for our advice is, a lot of times you're not considering what this is doing to your bench. And just make sure if you're making any of these deals, whether it be a one-for-one, one, a two-for-one, whatever it is, hopefully it's a two-for-one, that not more than one or two of your quality players are being pushed to your bench. We can still use a little bit of depth right now. The regular season's not over. You know, We also like some ability to match up play because not everybody we own, even if they're good, is a must-start. So that's fine, but just make sure that whenever you're doing these deals, you're not pushing more than one or two of your quality players to the bench on a weekly basis. Otherwise, you may be cutting your nose off uh, despite your face. This week's power play, Roster Watch Nation, this week's power play, this is the move for all the marbles, is to buy low on LaShawn McCoy. Running back, Buffalo Bills. He has the Saints. He has the Patriots twice. He has the Colts, Chargers, and Chiefs all coming up. It is a heavenly schedule for LaShawn McCoy, whose buy is in the rearview mirror. He's coming off a real dud. 
this last week. Look, you're not going to steal them from anybody. But this is the power play of the week. This is one of the final keystone moves we can make in our leagues as trade deadlines near. To put our starting rosters over the top, we love the remaining schedule for LaShawn McCoy. We love the addition of a guy like Kelvin Benjamin for LaShawn McCoy. This is going to take some pressure off. Maybe the receptions are going to go down a little bit in PPR, but McCoy's a guy we were worried about workload with. This is a more manageable workload. This is going to take guys out of the box. This is all of a sudden a very good offense and a very good wide receiving core with a good defense. This is a, this is a balanced team. In Buffalo, and we like it for LaShawn McCoy down the stretch. I'm personally going to be taking a look at him in every single league that I'm in and seeing if there's any possible way uh, that he can be acquired. We'll get to more buy lows for week 10 in the second half of this podcast. But first, guys, I'm getting that feeling. I am getting that feeling. He is about to win a ton of people their leagues, he's about to be a huge difference maker in a ton of fantasy leagues. That's Adrian Peterson. He's got a tough upcoming schedule. But boy, I'm just getting that feeling like it's 2012 coming off the knee injury. We can never forget that Adrian Peterson is a sick, sick freak. And he's getting massive volume right now. In 2012, during that stretch, he was matchup proof. He does have a a tougher than average schedule coming up. Adrian Peterson, we can never forget what kind of filthy animal he is with the football in his hands. The trash man was at Saints training camp this summer and told us he still looked like a freaky physical specimen, probably still the most explosive and athletic running back on the Saints roster at the time. Look, Adrian Peterson, he gets knocked for out of sight, out of mind. He gets knocked for not being a good three-down running back, not being great at catching the ball. Bruce Arians has recently said otherwise. He says that Adrian Peterson has surprised him in the pass receiving role. That said, Andre Ellington still got some of the third down work this last week and obviously gets killed for his pass blocking, which, you know, for such a good player is a real head scratcher. He's a big physical man. He yeah, he should have been a much better pass protector than he's graded out as. So, you know, we'll take those knocks. There's a lot of people that feel like these young cats like Zeke Elliott are more complete backs than Adrian Peterson ever was. You know what? That's fair. That's fair. But we are quickly reminded that even against these young cats, the Todd Gurley's, the Leonard Fournette's, the Zeke Elliott's, as a pure runner, Adrian Peterson is truly one of the goats of all time. None of those guys can touch Adrian Peterson as a pure runner with the football in his hands. Are they better running backs on a three-down basis? Maybe. Maybe so. It's a pure runner. I'm not so sure. I'm just getting the feeling, guys, Adrian Peterson's about to be matchup proof and he's about to go ham on the whole league. If he doesn't win you your fantasy league, he's going to take a lot of people into the playoffs. He's about to propel a lot of people into the playoffs and potentially deep into the playoffs. There's going to be a lot of fantasy titles, I believe, with Adrian Peterson's name all over him this season. Watch out for it. Let's talk about the fallout from a couple of the trades last week. We mentioned our interest in LaShawn McCoy. And how we like the addition of Kelvin Benjamin to that offense. You know, I we don't necessarily see him. He's not a buy low. Anybody who owns Kelvin is they they they've held him through what was essentially a buy last week. They're ready to play him now. So they're not gonna sell him, but 
just a good feeling for Kelvin Benjamin owners right now. We like this offense. We like the schedule coming up for Kelvin Benjamin this week against the New Orleans Saints. Could be a good spot for Kelvin Benjamin to be rolled out his first uh, week there with Tyrod Taylor and Buffalo. So feeling good about that trade that went down in the NFL last week uh, for our fantasy teams. Also feeling good. We got a little... We got a little early stocking stuffer from Jay Ajay this week. He got the touchdown on the big run. Looks very Marshawn Lynchist as he does it. We've always said he's, in our opinion, a non-general, non-generational version of Marshawn Lynch, but that's plenty good for a guy in his physical prime that's going to get volume. Well, we're coming around more and more on the idea that even though this is a split time, look, uh, Corey Clement had the big game this last week. You guys know we've been on Corey Clement since the Senior Bowl. He's a very good player. He's been on our dynasty radar ever since he was a free agent signing in Philadelphia. The more you look at this thing, the more you realize that coming off the bye, the Eagles made the, they didn't make this move not to feed Jai a healthy amount of touches feeling more and more confident about his role moving forward, coming off the bye feeling more and more like we said about Lamar Miller and Will Fuller and anybody connected to Sean Watson a few weeks ago, just that he had that golden touch and we wanted a piece of it. And that's the way you have to feel about Carson Wentz right now. This is a positive feeling for JHI owners because it was a tough, tough run to this point. And while we're not, Guaranteeing a workhorse role quite yet. The future feels bright. Christian McCaffrey's been just fine in our fantasy leagues. I'm still willing to part with him, though. Primarily in standard formats and maybe in half-point PPR. Obviously a more appealing asset in full-point PPR. I just think he's a guy that I just feel that his upside is limited. His snap counts are fantastic. He's, they're, not, they're not scaling back his work at all. And in some ways, that feels like a good thing. In some ways, that makes me nervous. Fine to keep Christian McCaffrey, but I'm, I'm still in standard definitely willing to part with McCaffrey while it feels like his value is good. Curtis Samuel about to get more involved. Not a must-sell, but if I, can, if I can put Christian McCaffrey in a deal for a premium player... I'm certainly going to look at doing it. By definition, unless you're in a league with very stingy owners, AJ Green has to be kind of a buy low right now. But guys, he also has a really tough schedule coming up. And the reason that we bring this up is we're seeing a lot of questions flying across our Twitter at Rosterwatch, seeing a lot of questions from our pro subscribers in the comments section of the site, rosterwatch.com, where we frequently engage, where we engage our pro subscribers daily on their fantasy questions and give them personalized responses and answers to those questions. We're seeing a lot of activity with AJ Green on the trade market right now. And yes, he is a buy low, but you guys need to understand that he's still got a tougher than average schedule ahead with Denver, Pittsburgh, Minnesota, and Detroit all on the docket. At least half of his fantasy schedule is tough to very tough remaining. And the other games on that slate aren't a cakewalk either. 
All right, Roster Watch, before we get to a few sell highs, don't ever forget to play like an expert with the pro membership at rosterwatch.com. We could never get out uh, into the trade market before talking about the bane of our existence this season. That is Marshawn Lynch of the Oakland Raiders. We got the big game we were hoping for, but guys, I think it came a little bit too late. The problem is the bye week. This is the game we were looking for a few weeks ago to get that value up and ship him off. If somehow that's doable in your league, go for it, please. We're a few weeks too late. Go for it. I don't think that's going to be a case because of the bye week coming up. But the silver lining is a decent schedule on the horizon for Marshawn Lynch. I believe they have Denver one more time, but other than that, we've got New England and some other good matchups coming down the pipe here. Marshawn Lynch is probably a hold and certainly been less than thrilling, but I know a lot of you guys wanted to drop him, but probably did never drop him just because you didn't want to let, leave him out there to your league mates. And I'd say you're feeling better about that right now. There's a chance that Lynch is going to get valuable down the stretch here if he can keep getting the 60% snap count that he got this week. If you want to stay on top of that, the best way to do it is in the brand new snap counts, touches, and targets database we have up for our pro subscribers at rosterwatch.com. It's an amazing way to view the data on the season and on the week, every week of the season for all the skilled players in fantasy, knowing the snap counts, knowing the trends with the snap counts are important. We've added some new features there so that you can see the trends for the players. I personally get super pumped every Tuesday to wake up. It's like running down to Christmas uh, under the tree and opening your first presents. I want to see, I love popping up by position and seeing which sneaky guys that I would have never expected were the high snap count guys uh, on the week there. Uh, anyways, Marshawn Lynch with a positive trend on the snap counts. If he if he can keep the 60% trend coming off this buy, he's going to be a good player in fantasy down the stretch. He'll be touchdown dependent, but he's going to be in a situation where he's scoring touchdowns like the trash man always says. That's where we don't have so much of a problem with that. Uh, so a little bit of a boost here. I know you guys hated me for a long time, but Marshawn Lynch, not the worst guy to have on your bench right now as we head towards the playoffs. I think the worst case scenario for him right now is just being a flex play uh, that's matchup based. You know, when he's at home with a good matchup, he's going to be a very nice play um, moving forward at the least. So there you go, guys. Uh, here we go. Let's dive in. The trade market has taken shape for week 10 as we head towards uh, the end of the trade season here in principle. Uh, trade deadlines coming into play mostly this Saturday, the 11th through uh, the following two weeks, the 25th. So guys, let's get some deals done. Let's consolidate some of that um, magical depth that we've cultivated from the waiver wire all season long into better starting lineups. This is what we need to land those... Knockout punches down the stretch. We want to put our opponents on the mat, but we want to fucking step on their throats. Here are the sell highs for week 10, Roster Watch Nation. If you own any of these guys, I want you to, right now when you're listening to this, pull up your league and start finding a way to sell these guys high. You need to get this done. The first one. One, Mr. Marvin Jones. It's been on absolute fire. You guys know that Marvin Jones is a longtime roster watch favorite, an all senior bowler from, gosh, I think that was the 2012 senior bowl. Marvin Jones, a great kid, a slick route runner, a more physical presence that you, than you would imagine when you see the guy. Smart. Exactly the type of player you want in your locker room. 
going off right now. Going off right now, but we've seen this movie before. It happened last year. This is just simply an unsustainable level of production for Marvin Jones. Look, we've been very critical of Matt Stafford over the years. I think he looks like a very good NFL quarterback right now. And all of these receivers are tied to him. As long as he can stay good, they can probably stay good. This is the most I've ever liked Marvin Jones. He's not a must-sell, but he really is a sell-high, guys. It's a rather difficult schedule coming up. Cleveland, Chicago, Minnesota, Baltimore. Tampa Bay is a nice matchup, but then he finishes with Chicago again and Cincinnati. This is a tougher-than-average schedule remaining for Marvin Jones. His his value has to be the highest it's ever been. Uh in his fantasy career. If you can't sell him, fine. He's a he's a good guy to have in your flex right now or if you need him. If I can package him in a deal, in a multiplayer deal, to go get that one elite player that can help put me over the top, that can help front load the equity in my roster, I'm doing it. Marvin Jones, Detroit Lions. A sell high for Week 10, Roster Watch Nation. Another one. He had nine receptions on 11 targets. If you looked at just the touches from last week, you'd be thinking, man, Carlos Hyde is back. I got him and I feel good. You know, he's a 70% snap count guy, maybe 75. It's good enough. There's guys like Todd Gurley who operate in that range. It's not the snap counts you want. It's not the snap counts you want. Carlos Hyde has been a good player on the season. We're skeptical about the schedule coming up. He's got the Giants this week, and then he's got a bye. After that is Seattle, Chicago, Houston, Tennessee, and Jacksonville. That's not an easy schedule. And so people are going to look back and say, oh, he had 21 touches last week. Uh, he had you know, a good fantasy game. The fantasy production was there. The fact is, though, he only had like 10 carries. It's not enough. It's not enough. He's susceptible to submarining you. He's not as reliable of a player as we would like. But the name value there, the production on the season is there, that I think he's the kind of guy you can parlay into a more reliable, more premium fantasy talent. If I had a Marvin, we just talked about Marvin Jones. Take Marvin Jones. Take Carlos Hyde. Get those guys together. Go get a better player. Go get a better player that you trust more with a better schedule down the stretch. It's hard to trust those guys. You can't rely on Carlos Hyde getting you 10 receptions a week. It's not going to happen. Like Marvin Jones, if you got to hold him and play him, it's fine. But if you can sell him high, it, this is an instructive. Go get it done. Get a better player. Man, you guys got off the hook. Same thing this last week. Got off the hook with the late touchdown, just like the Carlos Hyde owners. These are the opportunities we're looking for to get the value up. When these when these touchdowns come that save our ass on these players that we're lukewarm about right now, these are the opportunities we were holding out for. To, to get the opportunity to ship them off, that applies to DeAndre Hopkins. You can't feel good about that guy with Tom Savage. And a lot of people are just going to look down at their fantasy scores and say, oh, thank God, this is not a return to last year. And that that was just a blip on the radar, and DeAndre Hopkins is just good with any quarterback he plays with, and he's going to be just fine down the stretch. He had the 16 targets. He had 100% snap count. Look, all that's encouraging. But, boy, that all of those targets were about to amount to a hill of beans 
until he got the trash time touchdown. And I'm not counting on that. Not counting on that. Not counting on Tom Savage. We've seen this movie before. Again, if you got to keep him, fine. Roll out 100% snap count DeAndre Hopkins. Life's not bad. But boy, if I can sell him, this is the opportunity to still sell him high. Is he? Is he, it would have been a disaster if he'd come in and laid a goose egg with Tom Savage. You'd have you'd be stuck. You wouldn't be feeling good about DeAndre Hopkins, and you wouldn't be able to trade him. Well, what if he puts up a goose egg in the next week or two? You're going to be pissed that you didn't just go ahead and get rid of him. It's not a fire sale, but go get somebody good. Put DeAndre Hopkins and Carlos Hyde together. You can go get a monstrous player for that. Go get a beast with that kind of package. We got DeAndre Hopkins saved by the touchdown last week. He's got the Rams, the Cardinals, the Ravens, the Jaguars, and the Steelers still on the docket. You know, Tremaine Johnson, Patrick Peterson, the Ravens have been incredibly tough against fantasy wide receivers. Jalen Ramsey, I think, is the best corner in the league. And Pittsburgh's secondary has been shutting folks down. That's, this is not, that's, what, five? He's still got five incredibly difficult matchups down the stretch. And, and don't forget, this also applies, if you're thinking DeAndre Hopkins, all of those opponents apply to Lamar Miller, who's got that same exact schedule. He saved you with a decent game this week. To me, Lamar Miller, he was dead to us. His value was completely tied to the golden touch of roster watch golden sun deshaun watson with no deshaun watson i'm not very interested in any of this lamar mate hopkins is at least an awesome player miller is not his value takes a massive hit we got lucky that he had another decent game this last week he, there's an argument he's going to get a workload now and hopefully that's what you're selling to the people that you're trying to trade him to hopefully that's the notion they're buying I don't trust Lamar Miller with Tom Savage the rest of the way with a tough schedule. I'd ship him out. Guys, these are good sell highs. This is a good batch of sell highs. These are guys you can get deals done with. Marvin Jones, Carlos Hyde, DeAndre Hopkins, Lamar Miller. Those are all guys that you can get deals done with. They got big name recognition. They've been putting up big production. Be smarter. Than the other players. That's what we pride ourselves on. That's our you know, our identity is as fantasy winners. And when we're not, it drives us insane. It's what drives us to do this 365 days a year. We hate losing and we love winning. We're winners at Roster Watch. It's our identity. And one thing we pride ourselves on is we are smarter than everybody else. Be smarter than your league mates. Why are you a pro subscriber at rosterwatch.com? Why do you listen to this podcast? It's to be smarter. You need to go exercise this intelligence. That's what this company is about. Gathering NFL player intelligence for fantasy football purposes year-round. Let's use it, guys. Let's use it, guys. That's what we built this company for. Last but not least on the sell high, you know, every time, every time our analytics have been all in on T.Y. Hilton, it's been a monster. It's been, been very predictable by our models this year. It's been few and far between, but when they're all in on him, he's gone bananas. Otherwise, it's been a disaster for T.Y. Hilton, especially in the difficult matchups, which have also been very predictable. You know, maybe he can break that trend this week, but it's a big maybe. We're not counting on it. Pittsburgh's a tough matchup. This is a probably a return to planet Earth for T.Y. Hilton. And he's got a 
tougher than average schedule remaining. I'm pretty sure. Let's double check here. Pretty sure there's a bye week for T.Y. Hilton still on the horizon. T.Y. Hilton. Oh, yeah. He's got a Pittsburgh and then a bye week. Tennessee, Jacksonville, Buffalo, Denver, Baltimore. We want nothing to do with T.Y. Hilton down the stretch. This is the time to sell him. You're not going to be able to sell him after this week because, A, he's probably going to have a bad week, and, B, he's got to buy next week. This is the time. He's coming off the monster, guys. He's at home. Some people are going to be thinking, oh, this will be a shootout with the Steelers. This is a good spot for Hilton. Even if I miss out on a good game from Hilton, if I'm getting something good in return for him, I am just fine with it. He's got a buy in a tough matchup. I don't trust him further than I can throw him, which is pretty damn far, but he is a pipsqueak. Down the stretch, guys, that's a wonderful batch of sell highs. If you can't get deals done with this batch, Marvin Jones, Carlos Hyde, DeAndre Hopkins, Lamar Miller, T.Y. Hilton, you guys are donks, and you should just turn in your, your, your pro memberships. Those are great, very marketable players to go get good deals with right now and it takes two to tango so if we're going to go get uh, if we want to sell those high we got to have some buy lows for you guys we told you LaShawn McCoy he's the power play of the week he is this week's ultimate buy low you have the firepower to go get LaShawn McCoy with the guys I just talked about Carlos Hyde Lamar Miller DeAndre Hopkins T.Y. Hilton Marvin Jones guys you can get LaShawn McCoy with that group go fucking do it go do it and you're going to be emailing me and tweeting us at rosterwatch and hitting us up in the comments section on rosterwatch.com over the next few months thanking us for your fantasy championships and all your winnings that is the no-brainer fucking deal of the week and you've got the ammo to do it sorry i hate even using that word with all this stuff that's going down in texas this week very our prayers of rosterwatch nation go out to every one of those people that is just so saddening and I saddening that those people had no idea, you know, their lives were basically ruined and had no idea that they were about to be. <clears throat> Anyways, okay. The buy lows for this week, Roster Watch Nation. LaShawn McCoy is the ultimate buy low and power play in one of those mega two for one deals that we want to do. Hell, we'll ship three good players for LaShawn McCoy right now. Get Will Fuller. If he somehow has value, get him out too with Lamar Miller and DeAndre Hopkins. Throw him in if you have to. I think a guy, though, that's a quasi-elite fantasy running back who is obtainable right now, who's probably more of a player, maybe either in a moderate two-for-one deal, a more probably a more reasonable two-for-one deal that most many of you guys have would have access to being able to pull off, and or uh, just a straight-up one-for-one right now would be Devontae Freeman. Guys, people are talking about Tevin Coleman, you know, his resurgence and Freeman not getting the touches. It's still a 70% snap count situation for Freeman, which is better than it's been the last few years. We'll take a 70% snap count Devontae Freeman and hope that it's about like what we got out of him last year. This offense has to just get going. We finally saw Julio Jones getting going this last week. Hopefully that can percolate for the Falcons. If so, Devontae Freeman is a very, very reasonable guy to, you know, make an investment in. In, in, in you know, in your fantasy future here. I mean, if you're going to put eggs in somebody's basket, Devontae Freeman is a good guy to 
put a few eggs in his basket. You know, we don't if we if we we make a move for Devontae Freeman and that doesn't help us down the stretch, you know, so be it, man. He's a hell of a player and a good offense. Uh, definitely obtainable right now. He hadn't been bad. He just hadn't been good. I'd go get Devontae Freeman in a in a fairly basic trade right now. Would be a good ad for a lot of you guys. Similar running back. Who well, snap count, similar in style. Snap counts are kind of the opposite. He's more on the Tevin Coleman side of things. That's the only thing that's been holding him back. That's Alex Collins of the Baltimore Ravens. Snap counts have been holding the guy back. They've been trending in the right direction, but just not fast enough. Coming off of a back-to-earth game last week and heading into a bye now, we've also got news of Danny Woodhead return potentially muddying the waters. I don't see that affecting Alex Collins one bit. I'm not sure I'm expecting Alex Collins to come in and do anything much different than what he's done the last few weeks, but I, I view him as a solid flex play with some upside on a given week who looks good. Um, who could see an increase in volume here? So Alex Collins, a very reasonable kid. He's not an ultra buy low, but he's got the buy this week, and he's coming off a modest performance last week. Alex Collins, somebody we can put in – we can zero in on if we're looking to bolster our flex or running back position here down the stretch, guys. Another one, we've told you he's a sell high all season. You know, and again, we're not going bananas trying to get him. But I actually think Chris Thompson of the Redskins is a very reasonable option right now to buy back in on if you need a player. In a, in a modest, maybe in a modest one-for-one one deal, in a modest two-for-two two deal, Maybe it's one of these deals where you're in a situation where you're short on good players in your starting roster and you got to break one good player down into two or three quality, you know, quality players that you can actually start to kind of reload reload uh your starting lineup. We've talked about deals like that throughout the course of the season. That's not really what we're looking for at this time of year, but some folks may be in that situation. If so, Chris Thompson is one of those guys I, I could live with taking back as a multi-players in return for maybe one of my good players. Uh, Rob Kelly sucks. P. Ryan isn't doing it. I still think Chris Thompson's the best running back they've got. When you look at the schedule, it shapes up as one that you know, look they have a bye, there's no more bye weeks and it just looks it, it looks like a bunch of game scripts that could favor Chris Thompson. Look, he's probably not going to win us our leagues, but he's a sneaky guy that we've seen has pretty big upside in a given week that could be instrumental in, in, in any given week. So Chris Thompson, especially in deeper leagues, uh, I'd have no problem acquiring him right now if the price was right, if I was looking to bolster a flex play. A couple of big names at wide receiver. We've been talking about it for a few weeks here, and you know we always say when, when, when a guy becomes a buy low every week of the season, when do you say that? Well, you know, maybe he's not a buy low anymore. Maybe he is what he is, which is just a substandard, you know, uh, player who's just performing below expectations, and the writing's on the wall, and we need to read the tea leaves, and that's the way this thing's going to be the rest of the year. Maybe that's so. I refuse to believe it with Mike Evans. And it's just been bad. He's been a buy low for a. He's been a buy low often lately. So that taste is still in his owner's mouth. Now you got the buy, and the specter of a Ryan Fitzpatrick for the foreseeable future. 
Jameis Winston hearing the three words that that's the three scariest words in all of football, Doctor James Andrews. You know, again, you're never gonna just pillage somebody for Mike Evans. He's too good of a player, but he's on the table right now, guys. He's on the table, and we, you know, these are the risks you got to take in life. You got to go for it, you know. You got to go for it and you got to do it in a calculated way that's smarter than most other people. And, you know, we're going to take our chances with Mike Evans. And, I, and yeah, I'd rather it be Jameis Winston, but in a short stretches, I have no problem with Ryan Fitzpatrick going out there and bombing it with no regard to Mike Evans and all these other guys. So if I was a good team that could afford to take on a player on suspension this week, I'd make a move for Mike Evans. I'd take him away from one of my opponents and I would nuclearize my starting lineup heading into the playoffs. I think both Oakland Raiders wide receivers come into play this week as well. You guys know that we favor Michael Crabtree big time over Amari Cooper. We brought you that intelligence from Raiders training camp. It's paid off in absolute spades for all of Roster Watch Nation this season. Uh, we just know what we're getting from Crabtree every single week. And his upside is always that of a multi-touchdown game. It's probably not, it's not the upside we saw out of a 40-point Amari Cooper. But we... We have a preference for Crab, and honestly, he's probably the guy you can still get for maybe a little bit cheaper. It's hard to say. You know, I'd say those guys are probably valued similarly, equally, for different reasons. Cooper for faulty reasons. But Amari Cooper, Michael Crabtree with a Derek Carr, I feel good about right now. Cooper, not as consistent, like we said, but still kind of that joker you can have in your lineup that at this point you're putting in as a flex if you're buying him as low as you should be that can have the explosive week, that can win you a week, can be a real difference maker. I like I like looking to buy low on both Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree this week as they're heading into a buy. And Crabtree had a down week this last two week this last week and Amari Cooper has come back to earth for the last two weeks in a row after the big monster. This represents a good opportunity to enter trade discussions for Amari Cooper and Cra Michael Crabtree both of whom would be really quality ads to our starting lineups down the stretch as we try to secure playoff spots, first-round buys, and our destiny deep into the playoffs. We do that uh, with the simple program that we've designed for you guys at Roster Watch. It's for our pro subscribers, a very simple program we've designed to make you guys a winner, get access to every single bit of it with the pro subscription Get with the program. Get maniacal, folks, at rosterwatch.com. Go pro. That's for even, you know, for you guys that are listening this late in the season. It's not too late to salvage your season. You can do it with the tools that our pro subscribers have access to every week of the season. And it's a good time to start playing a hell of a lot more DFS if your season-long league is going the way of the Dodo Bird. You guys can read the testimonials. You can see the mentions in our Twitter. Nobody does DFS better than we do with a very, very simple suite of tools that make it easy and make it fun with a pro subscription at rosterwatch.com. Uh, those Raiders wide receivers, they've got New England up after the bye. That's a good spot for them. They do have Denver after that, but it's pretty decent schedule the rest of the stretch. So 
Guys, go look at Michael Crabtree and Amari Cooper as buy lows this week. I'd say if you're a good team that can can afford to take on the buys, Evans, Mike Evans, Amari Cooper, Michael Crabtree's all very, all very sharp trades right now this time of year as we near the trade deadlines in our leagues. So guys, uh, let's put a bow on it here. Um, Let's sell high on Marvin Jones, Carlos Hyde, DeAndre Hopkins, Lamar Miller, and T.Y. Hilton this week. Let's really get that done. I mean, it's really important we sell those guys high. Those are guys we're worried about screwing us at a critical juncture down the stretch. Go buy low on LaShawn McCoy. That's the number one mandate, instructive, directive of the week for Roster Watch Nation. If you can, go get you some on Mike Evans or Devontae Freeman. Maybe Amari Cooper or Michael Crabtree. And if you're just looking to bolster, to fortify that flex position, maybe that RB3 spot, Alex Collins and Chris Thompson. Two other players that would be in our crosshairs right now. All right, folks. Well, thank you so much. It was a pleasure as always. I'll uh, we'll be on the site, popping in on the comment section, uh, monitoring the trade activity of Roster Watch Nation uh, the rest of this week, and uh, so over the coming days, we'll we'll make sure and to get to one or two more episodes of the weekly tradecast uh, at rosterwatch.com made possible by our legendary pro subscribers. Uh, please support us. Uh, The best compliment that you can give us, if you like this content, if you appreciate the hard work we do, is with a pro subscription at rosterwatch.com. Also with a maniacal, a stellar five-star review on iTunes for this podcast and for the weekly Waiver Wire podcast that's every Tuesday. Uh, Also, guys, give us a follow on Twitter at rosterwatch. Uh, We're frequently on there disseminating all of this information and much, much more. Good luck, Roster Watch Nation, but you won't need it this week. So until next time, be good. I don't catch feelings, I just catch pips. On that trade floor, I make my trades flip. That's one trade that I just made. Your whole mother and father's wage slip. I leave West End with a few expensive bags. I be selling stocks and then I buy it back. Then I hit the clubs and then I ball out. I got the tax man thinking I'm supplying crap. But I'm at the same place sitting at my desk. Trying to buy the dollar and then I sell the yen. Exit the trade and then I take the profit. Then I ball out with my nigga tunes again. I'm